0: any news today tito at all dang rosie (laughs) that's your job this is the rosie report the next rounds on rosie and
1: we'll read his credit card number here just a moment regular season roundup
0: catch it rosie
1: nicely done rosebud now here's jim rosenhouse
0: Welcome in, everybody. It is episode number 72 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks so much for joining us following the Indians' road swing that wrapped up on Wednesday afternoon in Minneapolis with a four-hour, ten-inning marathon that saw the Indians fall to the Twins by a final score of 8-7, to a game where they battled back and, and tied it up with two runs in the ninth inning. Uh, really just a, a great effort on a hot afternoon in Minneapolis by the tribe but they do come up short. Uh, I believe I said 10 innings, 11 innings it went yesterday. First time this season that the Indians have played an extra inning game that went more than 10 innings as the new rules certainly seem to limit the amount of extra innings that teams play and certainly um, make the extra innings much more Interesting in terms of strategy, and and there's a little more urgency to it. And uh, we saw that yesterday, to be sure. But unfortunately for the Tribe, they lose the the tail end of the road trip. They finish 3-3 and on the road swing. And after the game, Indians acting manager DeMarlo Hale talked about it.
2: What did you think of Zach? There was a a little struggle there with his command. I think he hit two batters um one was fastball one was change up <clears throat> we're trying to just get them through that fifth inning um because it it, it it was a battle for him. um but you know we got some runs early um and then they had that big um, um big five run in and we trying to get them through that fifth uh, left a ball up over the plate I think he had some no oh two and um Slider that didn't really do nothing and, and so no, you know, put a good swing on it. Have some of his issues to you just been coming off the IL and just being inconsistent? Or is is anything similar to the issues he's had? No, um, you know, I, I, I thought he made some good pitches. Um, you know, just early on, he, he, he seemed didn't have the command that he usually have. You know, but when you think about it, here we are tacking on runs and uh, each of uh, the first couple of innings, you know, got the lead. uh, The solo home run uh, to Sano. I mean, that that pitch was, it was down, but it was middle. And, you know, he's strong enough. You know, he put that kind of swing. He could get it up in the air. And, um, you know, when you think about it, he had a, a, a pretty easy, uh, fourth and he went from 40 to 49 pitches. Um and and I thought that was pretty good. And then the fifth kind of got away from him. Um and really the big blow was was the two out, out02 02, um, pitch to um to Sonoma. I know it's in a loss, but could you just talk about Ramirez's just hustle in the ninth inning out of the to get that double and how he got tied the game up? Yeah, you, you know, his, his instincts took over because um, <clears throat> when the ball was hit, um, you saw Gordon kind of stop and he kind of got flat-footed a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I didn't talk to Hosey, but I, I feel he kind of let his instincts take over and was aggressive. Uh, Gordon being flat-footed, you know, and not in rhythm. So um, just just a great aggressive play, you know, put pressure on him. Um, In that inning to um, tie the game, had a chance to, um, you know, go ahead. But, you know, I mean, the effort that um, these guys are putting forth, I I can only tip my hat. And um, day off coming tomorrow, well-deserved. And, you know, thinking a positive three and three on the road trip. And, you know, it was a few games that, you know, I, I, I think and I hope going forward you know, that we come out on top on those type of games, just to kind of respond to certain situations that come up. You talk about Shaw's, our straws defense today, just the plays he's made the last Uh, couple of days, you know, just, I mean, he's good out there and, um, he has a sense of, um, um, of situations. You can see him moving a little bit. Um, you know, that one in next runnings where he dove, uh, you know, <clears throat> we were playing normal depth, you know, to, to take that kind of ball away. You know, you tip your hat if someone beats you that deep. So um, he's been playing very good out there. You know, uh, I thought Zimmer, you know, he was in on the um, game-winning walk-off. You know, just it wasn't hit hard enough. It was sinking. It was off the end. Um but doing all the things that, you know, you try to put yourself in the best situation to um, to um, defend and, and and win. And I think we've done that.
0: And you heard him mentioning Zach Plesak's afternoon and after the game, act stopped by as well.
1: I mean, yeah, we were a pitch away. I mean, pitch was called down away fastball. Um, it went up and in, which could effectively have been a good pitch. You know, you got to Looked there, to the rise, getting his back to that ball, if the right pitch was down the way, if I would execute that pitch, I mean, that's what would have got me out of that inning. You know, I felt like a rise of swing could get to that down the way pitch when the off speed was located well there. But um, for the most part, like heaters executed down the way to him, it froze him. So I think that was the right pitch. If I would have executed that pitch down the way,
2: um, it could have been a different spot in this ballgame. It seemed from back here that yeah, I don't. You had issues with the slider and getting the slider down at times. Is, was that something that you had to deal with? Yeah, I mean, there.
1: Yeah, it stayed like probably knee high for the most part of the game. There were some good ones in there, but I really just focus on getting that pitch down a away, which is when that pitch is most effective. You know, um, just to know there he flinched on a slider that went um, into back door to him, which um, you know. Went to show that he was probably looking for a pitch out over the plate or away. Um, I thought off that pitch he would have opened up his inside stance more maybe and kind of been ready for that pitch coming in. Um, so we went slider down the way and it was just a little too up for him to still get a bat to it and put a good swing on it. Zach, did you know much about
3: Miles Straw before he came over here and just what have you thought of his defense so far?
1: No, I mean, I, I didn't know until, um, you know, I had the privilege to play with him consecutively and watched him play since he's been with us. And he tracks down balls like I've never seen before. His speed is insane. He does, he's fearless running at the wall and the track. So he tracked down some really, really nice balls tonight. He made some great plays. So, um, yeah, I mean, having him out there is is really nice. Zach, how
3: difficult can it be to really get back into a groove whenever you do have an injury in the middle of a season and you're going through rehab processes and then you come back and you have to build back up and and get back into the regular everyday grind of, of being back into
0: a season.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to find it as fast as you can. Um, you know, I think at times I've pitched really well. It just came down to like a couple pitches, you know, and a couple situations where things kind of break open. Uh, I felt I've been feeling really good um, with each pitch lately, you know, um, coming down to obviously executing those pitches. But, um, you know, when things, as you know, as you come back and you start playing and you play for days consecutively and weeks and add up to months, you find your routine that works and your consistency with feels and you know exactly how things are going to be set up that day to make sure you're, you know, on point to be consistent through the season. So, um, you know, yeah, moving forward, you know, I'm just – really trying to execute pitches really my pitches feel good so you know I'm trying to find that groove I feel good with everything and I'm going to continue just to keep executing work on making sure I get those pitches down and think about the counts that I gave up a hit when I was ahead or you know just continue to see how that lineup plays all the way around you know second third time facing them um in different situations you know what they're looking for and you know continue to 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 learn about them you know and you know next time I'm confident when I go and face them that I know what to do. If I do get myself in a jam or just face them in general. So, you know, I think um, for the most part, this game went really well. I got it. Obviously, we played really great after I came out. Um, Defense stepped up, Ernie made a great play. Some big hits, the last inning, you know, we moved the ball over and we scored guys. We took this thing into extras. And once I came out of the game, you know, the team really put put it on their back and, and made sure that we were having a chance to win this ball game. Hedges had a really good game today. Um, got a sack bunt down, made some great plays behind the plate. Um, just called a great game, you know. That slider to Sano was a heater up and into him, and I shook the slider. So, you know, that's that's on me. Hedges played great. So, um, you know, continuing to move forward, we're just going to continue to get better. And we're learning a lot about each other now, being able to play with each other every day, you know, these faces and these players, and we're just going to, Build, you know, build and look to win. We're in games. We're just going to have to close them out.
0: So Zach's still trying to put it together and, and become a little bit more consistent down the stretch. You see the flashes of uh, what he can be, and, and we've certainly seen that during his career with the Indians, but having a tough time with consistency as he continues here in 2021. Well, the Indians uh, have a young ball club, and, and they're trying to get to certain areas, both pitching and hitting-wise, and uh, one of those who helps on that coaching staff is hitting analyst Justin Tool. 13 years in the Indians organization uh, first as a player for seven and now six as a coach in the minor league system first and now on the big league staff for his second season. And uh, he tells us about that path that got him to the major leagues.
3: Yeah, it's, it's been great. It's crazy for you to say 13. Like it, it seems like it was yesterday uh, that I just signed. But it's been awesome. Um, I think more than anything, with uh, everything that went on last year in 2020, and being able to get back to more of a normal season with with fans in the stands and more of a normalcy in the clubhouse, and just you know, in the world in general, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been really good to uh, to get back into it.
0: Hitting analyst, and and we hear so much about analytics, and uh, you think analytics, you think well, computers, printouts, all this kind of stuff. But you are a former player, so how does that blend work, and how? How important is that to have that blend when you talk about getting information to players that they can use?
3: Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a great question. I, th- I think the biggest thing uh, that I try to do with that is is—is there's so much good information out there with the data and the information, the analytics. Um, it's, it's how can you take that information and make it digestible for the players, make it easy to understand for the players. And I, and I think there's, there's a big con- misconception with, you know, a lot of the new numbers and the data. And, and it's, it's a lot of the same game that it was a long time ago. It's just now we have measurements to be able to measure things that are happening. Um, so it's like, how can we take those those numbers? How can we take that, that data and, and present it to the players in a way that they understand it, in a way that, that they're open to it, but also in a way that can help them. And I think that's that's the biggest thing that as a former player, you know, looking back, I wish a lot of this information was there when I was playing just, just a few years ago, I think. Looking back on it, it could have been impactful um, in my career. So I, I think my job is, is to try and take some of that information and help it uh, be digestible both for the coaches and the staff and, and ultimately to, to help the players go out on the, on the field and succeed.
0: So you hear a lot about it, telling a hitter, don't think too much in the box. So how do you balance that? this great information you have and the ability to teach that? Um, with not filling their head with too much when they get into the box and try and hit against a really good pitcher?
3: Yeah, so I think that's the million-dollar question. Um, I think it's very individual to each guy. So just getting to know, you know, which guys like a lot of information, which guys don't, um, you know, being able to find the right time to deliver the information that the guys like. And, and you know, we're, we're fortunate here to have a lot of really talented players um, and a lot of guys that have done things a certain way most of their life. So it's more of just trying to adapt to, you know, what they like and what information they find helpful and then trying to present that at, at the best time that we can.
0: We'll have more with Justin after this short break. Welcome back to the Union Home Mortgage Indians Warm Up Show. Justin Toole joining us, he's the Indians Hitting Analyst. And uh, Justin, we were talking before the break about all this information and a little bit about your background. Uh, You're not that far away from your playing days, so you're working with some former teammates and and Bradley Zimmer as an example. What is it it like to, to be able to help him as a former teammate, is it an advantage to knowing maybe what he's all about as a player, having played with him, now that you're coaching and, and trying to help him succeed here at this level?
3: Yeah, definitely. I got to spend some time with him my last year playing in 15. Um, he was in AA the last couple of years or the last couple of months of the season when I was there, so got to know him as a player and now, I'm kind of the coach-player relationship. I definitely think it helps. Um, I definitely, you know, credit to those guys playing, you know, with Jose, with Zim, uh, with Roberto, guys like that. Um a credit to them to, to be open to, you know, a former player helping them out as a coach. Um, so I think that can be can go a long way and, and you know, just it speaks for the, the type of players and the type of people they are. Um, but yeah, it's been fun working with Zim and seeing him. You know, he's always been a guy that's that's had a ton of ability and a ton of talent. It's been really fun here these last you know couple months to see all that come together, and especially everything he's been through with the injury and and things like that. I know he's fought and, and clawed to get back to where he is, so it's been fun to to sit in the dugout and, and watch him have success here on a, a daily basis.
0: And he's one of the younger players that the Indians are trying to work in. And when you look at it from that standpoint, these younger players are they a little more in tune with some of the the advanced analytics that. That are a part of the game today because they're growing up with that now, as opposed to maybe a veteran player who didn't.
3: Absolutely, I think with with so many different facilities and so so many different things with social media, I think a lot of that information is, is readily available for pretty much anybody that's interested in it. So I think part of part of my job is being able to be on top of that and know some of that stuff because a lot of times players will ask a lot of really good questions about some of that information, and and it's either uh, you know be able to give them a, a response based on the information that I know, or say, hey, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about, or not understanding let me go check that out and find the answer for you so um, it's definitely uh, you know a new a new age in terms of information with the game but something that's helped me out is being a coach in our minor league system being able to come up with a lot of the guys that are here and being able to have worked with them in the past we kind of have a common language and kind of understand you know what they like and what they don't like so that's definitely helped at this level.
0: Background wise you're a Midwest guy you went to the University of Iowa but your baseball professional life has been part of the cleveland indians i'm gonna call you a clevelander or at least a northeast ohio guy now explain how how that came about and, and how you feel about where you live and and all that kind of stuff yeah it's
3: it's great i i would i would definitely agree i think my 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 wife and my in-laws would love for for me to say that i'm a clevelander <laughs> um with them being from around that area but yeah it's growing up in iowa and being in cleveland and in ohio um, big 10 country it's 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 something that you know isn't too far from the norm from what I was growing up with. So uh, definitely uh, feels like
0: home. That's Justin Toole, hitting analyst for the Indians. Um, Interesting stuff there as uh, the Indians try and blend the analytics with uh, some experience on that playing side, some good stuff there from Justin, and we thank him for stopping by. And we thank you for listening, and thanks as always to Bart Swain, Courtberry Trip, Austin Contrulis, for their help on uh, the, the podcast. Uh, we do have the, the numbers game to play. It is episode number 72, and we had to dig deep and find that uh, really the only number 72 of uh, significance to, to wear that number for a little bit was John McDonald back in 2000 when he first uh, joined the Major League Club War 72. And, And they have listed on our records Jason Giambi in 2014 wore that number as well for a little bit. Obviously, that's not what he wore in in 13 when he was a major player for the Indians, but that last year when he was uh, still trying to hang in there and, and get another year out of his career, he wore 72 for a while as well. So that's our numbers game as we wrap up episode number 72. We'll catch you next time. As always, this is Jim Rosenhouse. Thank you for listening to and downloading the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report.